Hello and welcome to Sketch and Review, the review show of SNL. I'm with my co-host Connor Griffin, and I'm hello, and I am Bill Pedoto. Let's jump right in. So we've got a, a cold open that ugh, warms my heart so much. As just so, it's an NFL press conference, and I'm a just such a huge football fan. <laughs> Uh, it's the one sport that I can truly just sit down and turn my brain off and watch, and it's just so much fun to have it coincide with the other thing that I turn my brain off to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, I'm gonna, I'm, I could talk about this literally probably for an entire hour, just the whole history of it, and so if you want to start. <laughs> sure. Um, it is a, uh, uh, so I guess the rundown is it's a sketch about um, how uh, uh, just riffing off of the idea that uh, one of the uh, uh, the the coach of the Raiders um, was uh, 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 either asked to leave or resigned or something like that uh, over some pretty heinous emails uh, that got <laughs> leaked uh, and uh, and the running gag is the fact that uh, every single uh, person on staff has also had uh, really heinous emails and everybody is getting fired one after another. Uh, it's a good time. Oh, yeah. So so for a little bit of background, uh, this past week uh, has been a wild thing in uh, the world of football. Uh, during Monday Night Football, news breaks that Gruden's emails have been leaked to the New York Times and that they make fun of women referees. They say, like, shit about gay people, African-American. It was, it's a whole mess. Of absolute horrid shit. And the announcers of that football game have to half talk about it while still commentating on the game. It was a surreal moment to just sit there and be watching football and be like, these are not the people I want to break this news. <laughs> God, I wish that was the opening. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, John Gruden is out <laughs> for the Raiders. He was, uh, he had a meeting the next day with, uh, the owner, Mark Davis, who also shows up in this sketch with the worst hairline I've ever seen. That's his actual hairline also. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and made in no uncertain terms that Gruden was gonna have to resign. <laughs> <laughs> the wildest part about this entire situation just in the real world for a sec is that these emails came out because of a probe into the Washington football team. Uh, so it's about the owner, Dan Snyder, uh, used to use his cheerleaders as prostitutes, basically. Oh, Jesus. And they're looking into that, and they found this part of it. Hey, yay. Oh, huge. Listen, there's a lot of huge yikes in football. <laughs> I do not condone it. <laughs> oh, jeez. For some basic stuff, uh, we have Colin Jost as Roger Goodell. Classic, very good. I love it when he comes on for a cold open. You can tell it's going to be a special night when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that... Is that, is that Colin? It was Colin. <laughs> uh, I really like that the Washington football team went to Italian stereotypes. 
I thought it was. I was. I was. So the the bit is uh, that uh, there was a it was a play on the uh, the art the team formerly known as uh, as the Redskins, which do they have a new name now? Don't the they? Washington Football Team. Are they really just called the Washington Football Team? They they are were they, really... they were for the 2020 season. They are for the 2021 season. They haven't How decided much... on a name yet. Something something tells. Listen, if it were up to me, I'd keep them the football team. That's their punishment. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that they were throwing a fit. I thought they were like, oh, well, then we won't have a name. Uh, but, Honestly, uh... a little bit. <laughs> uh, so Native Americans actually cursed the Redskins for a while. Good. In like Good. in like 2012, they're in like re- relatively recently in the 2010s. Uh, 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 a local tribe did a ceremony at their stadium. And then they lost forever. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good on them. <laughs> Sometimes the good guys win. Uh, but yeah, so the so the, the riff is they were trying to uh, uh, come up with a name, and so they came up with a name that was uh, playing to Italian stereotypes instead. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and a man walks up in a <laughs> big big red hat and uh, striped overalls and uh, giant gloves and starts talking about pizza. <laughs> it's a, it a good bit. I was uh, I was a little and I think uh, it, it's kind of not not uh, it's not fair to uh, be upset that they didn't go for exactly the joke that I wanted them to go for but I would have rather he uh, the silly mascot get fired for his emails than uh, the silly mascot realize what he was doing was not right. Yeah, it did seem like they should have just went with always for the game yeah. instead of. I think they do. I think they do actually do it exactly three times though. Cause yeah, they, no, they they <laughs> they like they uh, did rules of three because we have Gruden resigns, Pete Davidson resigns, and then Andrew Dismukes resigns. <laughs> that's right. It's the that's one thing that's a running theme in this episode. Um, they don't shoot for the stars in a lot of ways, uh, but they constantly do the basics, which uh, it can be uh, less frustrating than when they don't even do the basics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dismukes, so for so for like the past two uh, seasons that Dismukes has been on, I've been like he's kind of he looks he looks and sounds like a young John Mulaney, right? Yeah, yeah. This sketch made me realize that he's learning so much from Mikey Day. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. His entire performance in this sketch is—I'm just like this is this would be Mikey Day a few years ago. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then solid, solid research on SNL for bringing for bringing Kaepernick back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only somebody warned us about all. Uh, this. If only. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. So after the cold open, we move into Rami's uh, monologue. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Yeah, a little awkward, but uh, it's fine. I mean, that's kind of his shtick anyway. Well, yeah. not shtick. That's kind of his person. Base. That's his baseline. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, listen, he had some good villain jokes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am surprised, but happy that they didn't go for a i rooted for johnny lawrence and karate kid i was uh yeah yeah i was uh i was a big uh just like unreasonably 
close to um actuallying him on uh, the Silence of the Lambs joke, even though it is a joke and we're supposed <laughs> to be having fun. What's your what's your um actually about it? That's a, it's, he's the bad guy in the previous movie. He's not the bad whatever. What's the what's the guy's name? Uh, I guess uh, I guess technically Buffalo Bill is the villain. Yeah, Buffalo definitely Buffalo Bill's the villain. The uh, uh, Hannibal uh, Hannibal Lecter is just like he, he's an antihero if anything. Yeah, fair. Just think about it. He's just trying to make amends. He had a nice friend for dinner. That's right. <laughs> oh. I anyway, did, I did, I, I did love that his entire point of that one was, can't she just leave him alone? That's right. No, that, like, it was a setup for a good joke. Like, I shouldn't be, I'm just being pedantic. There's no... <laughs> uh, oh no, I'd say... I don't know. I think Kim's was better, to be honest. Oh, absolutely, ten times better. Yeah, uh, there's there's no two ways about it. And it's it's it it evens out. Well, it doesn't even out, but uh, it it uh, uh, it's fine. Like uh, uh, Rami just comes at comes at it like uh, uh, all cylinders running for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. It's just like listen, I, listen. Yeah, okay, it's, no. it's always a it's also always a good sign when the monologue is probably the weakest part of the of the show. It's true. Alright, so after that, uh, we get to the bug assembly. <laughs> I am such a big fan of the bug oh, assembly. I, apparently, uh, so normally we record on Sunday, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, apparently, uh, through the people who I know who use TikTok, it became huge on TikTok. <laughs> oh, how could it not? Right. Such a joke. Per, it's, he... He has really tapped into, like, gay culture icon status for <laughs> SNL. <laughs> I hope they don't milk it too much, because he did play very similar characters three times. Uh, and it's not that he didn't do it. Well, actually, that's not, very, that's not fair. Uh, he just did a very bad George Takei impression, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> is, is unrelated, mostly. But, uh, but uh, God, this... Daddy long legs. Daddy long legs. I we should probably talk about the sketch. Down, yeah. yeah. So uh so the uh I I'm you're going to need to walk me through the names of these people. Alright, so so on so on stage we have it starts with Andrew Dismukes is playing uh so the the overarching sketch is about an assembly for middle school uh about bugs. So we start with Andrew Dismukes is playing a praying mantis. Sarah Sherman is playing a ladybug. Uh, Rami Malek is playing a stink bug. And Bone Yang is playing uh, Daddy Longlegs. And so the first, the first three introduce themselves in a normal fashion. And then uh, Bowen introduces himself, I'm Daddy Longlegs. And then it goes into a fucking club beat. While he <laughs> rips it on the dance floor, <laughs> does some he does something between like a dance and a uh, 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 like runway mm -hmm. walk. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like it's just perfectly encapsulates what the character is going to be about for the entire <laughs> the entire sketch. 
Absolutely. And it's and that is the entire sketch. We just keep finding it's I'm so I'm it's a it's a breath of fresh air when they just nail the fundamentals. And that's what this is. We set up a weird character. Every single thing is so that we can engage with this weird character in as fun ways as we can. And then when it's over, it's over. We can't do a punchline, but SNL could never do punchlines, except for except for one thing that happens tonight. Uh, it's it's it, it's really good can't say enough good things about it an excellent performance also weirdly weird how hard rami uh almost stole the show couldn't because uh 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 what's this new guy's name again bowen oh bowen because bowen just just owned the stage but in any other sketch rami would have just owned it with this this just most convincing awkward child <laughs> trying his best to be a bug I've ever seen. He does he does nail that awkward level to like kind of almost ground the scene in pure reality where it's like oh no no no, no. these are middle schoolers. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. even even with his shitty joke where he's like I eat weeds and grass but not that kind. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> Also with the with the the guy playing the praying mantis and the I you're you're going to need to forgive me because I I cannot remember I'm going to remember the name of the uh, of I'm only ever going to remember the name of the host and uh, three people that have been in it for eight years. Other than that, yep. That don't don't worry. I got them all up here. I was I was always the names guy in improv. I'll be the names guy for this podcast. And memorably in improv on stage when I was supposed to say everyone's name, I forgot someone. <laughs> <laughs> that was without a doubt the most stressful part of any show we did. <laughs> oh God! Anywho, uh, yeah. So Dismukes uh, is the praying mantis, and he says that Rami's one of the least smelly seventh graders. <laughs> oh, so joyful! And then, and then, like, just such a good principle from Keenan, <laughs> just going, "Well, <laughs> good." Mm-hmm. Uh, Heidi playing the vice principal is also a perfect little supporting character for her. Absolutely. Oh, uh, just just a great one all around. I will say this is a bold sketch for sketch number one after the monologue. It's the problem is it's all bangers. It's yeah. all sketches that like were it any other night would be the sketch of the night. It's just such a mm-hmm. strong night. Ah, uh, you gotta you gotta love it when SNL just manages to hit all of the gears perfectly. And just create the killer episodes. There's only like two a season total. Yep. And we hit one on the third episode, which gives me high hopes. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um. Anyway. Uh, all right. So after that, we get uh, the Squid Game song. <laughs> Country rap is so was so perfect. For Squid Game. I don't know why it worked so well. <laughs> it's just very good. It's I don't I usually don't like these like uh hyper pop culture things, especially since I've only seen one episode of Squid Game, the second one. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you've, um, you've only seen the second episode of Squid Game. Yep, yeah, no, that's that's the that episode where nothing happens. <laughs> yes, no, I'm I'm well aware. Um <laughs> I, I mean, it's good. It's it's good. It's just I I it's an hour is a lot to ask of me. But fair uh, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, listen, if you have nothing, I will say this for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen Squid Game yet. If you're like hard pressed to find a show to watch, it'll give you nine hours. 
yeah of, of like content but if you're trying to like watch good shit squid game sucks <laughs> devastating that's a hot take you could try to at me on twitter but i'm not on it <laughs> <laughs> fuck Ooh. but yeah no it's 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 a great juxtaposition it's a it's it's fun it's it's fun it's it's a good time I, I've again I've only seen one episode so I can't uh, I can't say how how close it plays to the entire plot of Squid Game. Pretty but close. I'm somewhat afraid that it might spoil the entire plot of Squid Game. It does not spoil the entire plot of Squid Game. I will okay. say that. But it does hit a solid amount. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright. So after after that little pre tape song, we get uh, the Prince auditions. <laughs> This one, this one was this one was possibly uh, the weakest for me. Yeah, it was still a good time, but it just it it was a weird joke, a weird bit, and just like not all that fulfilling. I think I here's the thing. I think that they had a very good game in the sketch. Uh, so the sketch, uh, Rami Malek and Keenan Thompson come in dressed as Prince. Uh, it's about the Prince biopic that Jordan Peele is doing. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't keep up on my Prince lore, so... <laughs> uh, anyway, and the entire gimmick is anytime they ask them to embody Prince, it plays the same little guitar riff, and then they... Uh, and they, like, pose. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's just that for a bit, and the uh, and the the running joke is the fact that uh, Rami Malek is white and uh, Keenan Thompson is black, um, and you already know who's going to get cast because uh, Rami Malek Rami Malek is white and Keenan Thompson is black, um, and they're both doing identical portrayals of the same character, <laughs> uh, and it's a biopic for famous not white person Prince. Mm-hmm. So so uh, that's that's the whole running gag. Um, and then, of course, or of course, and then a surprise at the end um, is uh, where Daniel Craig shows up, thinking that it is a, a uh, audition for a role of a prince. Uh, so he shows up in some poofy uh, uh, Shakespearean esque. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he does the same pose, uh, and he gets the role because he's Daniel Craig. Uh, I will say that I think I think my favorite part about it was just the throwaway twofer joke of mm -hmm. oh the twist is that it's actually a horror movie about racism because that's every Jordan Peele film. Yeah, no that that was that was far and away the strongest part of the sketch, and it was it was really good. It had a really good callback, especially when Daniel Craig, who'd seen none of the scene before, walks in and uh, doesn't know anything about the movie, but since it's a Jordan Peele movie, knows that it's, <laughs> it's it's good. It's solid. Mm hmm. Uh, alright, we can move on to, uh, so next up, uh, we get Celeb School, which is uh, a quality game show sketch. Game show sketches, always quality, because yep. they have a natural format that you can modify to what you need. Absolutely, it's just, it's just more Celebrity Jeopardy. It's Celebrity Jeopardy times six, uh, times four, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so first... Off, let's talk about it. The Keenan Thompson smidgen off carrot, smidgen off named character. Uh, this right. week, this week it is Bert Simpson. Bert. Just, I, I am starting to get the feeling that Keenan walks on stage and comes up with a fun name and insists <laughs> that that be the name. 
Uh, yeah, it's just because it's, always... it's only about him, and it's every episode. <laughs> it's it's just always a hoot. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so so we'll go through the people. Uh, we've got Mikey Day playing John Oliver, an exceptional John Oliver, perfect John Oliver. Uh, Chloe Fineman as Jennifer Coolidge from White Lotus. I haven't seen it, but I know, and I, I don't, I didn't know the actress by name, but just another dead-on impression. Mm-hmm. Just yep, I know that. Movie. I know that that is exactly how she must be in that film, in yeah. our TV show. Uh, for a second, I thought that she, I thought that Coolidge might also just be the mom in Schitt's Creek. <laughs> no, that's a. I think most of the family of Schitt's Creek is actually just a family. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> no, I, like... I think well, I know the, that Eugene and Dan are fa- actual father and son. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think... I think the wife is his wife as well. Yeah, no, I looked it up and I was wrong. So I... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like that... That for some reason fills the same space. I've also only seen the first season of Shit's Creek, so... Oh, it only gets better. It's really good. Uh, next up we have... Kyle Mooney as Adam Driver... Another spectacular... It's just all bangers. It's like... Possibly the best Adam Driver I've ever seen. And I've seen Adam Driver. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, this, oh. is, this is my impression... Uh, this is my favorite impression of the sketch. Melissa Villasenor as Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah. We, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bowen Yang as George Takai. Chris it was, Red. It was fine. Chris Red as Lil Wayne. I don't know much about Lil Wayne, but it was a it was a hell of a fun time to watch. Pete Davidson as Rami Malek, and Rami Malek as Pete Davidson, the the star of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to start with my favorite impression. Uh, Melissa Villasenor as Kristen Wiig nails it nails it so perfectly and on such like a satirical level <laughs> it's just i have i i think that Kristen wig is a very funny person unfortunately and you've and you you're gonna know who i'm talking about when i say this uh <laughs> having improvised with someone who made every character Kristen wig God, is it exhausting. <laughs> I can't, I, I genuinely can't uh, uh, figure out who you're talking I'll about. I'll tell you after, I'll tell you after. Yeah. <laughs> but jeez. Just the whole, I don't know, I'm being weird. Like that entire <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Who'd you love I'm trying the best? to remember. It was Adam Driver. I'm trying to remember the specific <laughs> line about Adam Driver, but just that, 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 well, it's, it's funny how, like, Adam Driver was in a Star Wars movie, but the time, it, the Adam Driver movie remains Marriage Story. <laughs> if you're, if you want to play Adam Driver, you're, you're righteously screaming about something that doesn't matter at all. That's Adam <laughs> Driver. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> We're gonna have fun. <laughs> We're gonna, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have fun. He, he's always he's. 
I, Adam Driver is just a, a such a unique person in a lot of ways, and it's just it makes seeing impressions of him such a joy. <laughs> and it's again, it, like like Kristen Wiig, it's just really fun to see you lampoon the characters. I mean, it's it's a it's an op- it's an open goal like uh uh like uh Nicolas Cage is stuff <laughs> like that. It's just it's such a joy. Uh, but you're <laughs> also Mikey Day is John Oliver. Nails okay. it. Na- that that one too. That one. He not only nails the accent, he nails the exact way that he would write, like he would write down his talking points for last week tonight. <laughs> he he does. He did the either either he wrote it or someone else wrote it. But when they did, they just they took everything that makes and I love John Oliver. They take everything that makes John Oliver annoying shit. <laughs> Played all the hits. Mm-hmm. It's just every everything that like just irks some people and irks some people a lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it's like he's really good, but he just he does the same three jokes a lot of the time. And here's those three jokes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, there's there's and then just just like the, for some in the past couple, there's you just get this feeling that. Pete Davidson is just like friends with all the hosts, and they all just really like hanging out with him. Pete Davidson is super cool as a person, from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, like this. There's this. You, <laughs> Pete. You just got this sense that Pete Davidson and Robbie Malik were just, you know, shitting on each other, like just hanging out, <laughs> and like making fun of each other. And it was a great. It was it was borderline hurtful the stuff that they were doing about <laughs> doing it. But they were clearly having such a good time. <laughs> oh, it's this. They really they make the whole sketch. They are the meat and potatoes of this sketch. Even though the, realistically, they probably have like ten percent of the sketch total to them. Yeah, no, they make the sketch in an already spectacular sketch, and a pretty solid ending. <laughs> where where uh, where what's his Chekhov's little Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne disappears halfway through the sketch. He has to reappear at the end with the punchline. Oh, this, it works. Yep, this one was perfect. Uh, you gotta love when SNL is just like, let's just do impressions for a sketch. Yeah. Hey, it's it's all we ever want to do. Why do we stop? <laughs> uh, so, after that, uh, we get to Young Thug's first song. Uh, fun little, uh, part is that, uh, the drummer for Blink-182, who, SNL, if you remember last week, had Mikey Day play on the People's Court, uh, showed up and played the drums for the, for his two songs. It was always fun when you get people who you just recently lampooned to show up. (laughs) It's like when they got Palin. (laughs) Ah, yeah. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, it was a good song. I uh uh again the 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 I've got such a narrow music uh library, so I I can never be like ah oh, my favorite my favorite band. Uh, but uh but I'm never I'm never that upset with the musical performances. They 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 pick they pick songs that pretty much everyone would like, and as a member of pretty much everyone, I tend to like them. Hmm. No complaints. All all pretty good. 
There is a silly part about this first song, and I could just be uh, crazy, but I, I mentioned this. Um, it did feel like uh, for at least for the first like 60% of this song, um, the people in the background, either the mics were not picking up their instruments or the mics have were turned down so low uh, to make way for the music. Uh, that you just see uh, the lead, the drummer for uh, Blink-182 just wailing on these drums uh, and not really hearing any drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so I will say they did have to raise the drums up, but I will say part of what I think you're like mis mishearing a little is the fact that they didn't have the piano player out on stage for that first song. Mm, yeah, and so, and so a lot of their sound is coming through but you don't see it, so you don't register it as part of the band. You register it as part of the backing track. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Alright, so now we move on to Weekend Update. Always a good time. Always a good time. Uh, so let's move, let's just move into the featured sections. So first we got uh, the first Gay Oompa Loompa. <laughs> a proud game. Proud, yeah, yeah. Well, we the... can't say the first. True. We, we haven't met any other group of Olympus. Uh, Colin Jost uh, hosts this featured segment, and uh, it the joke, uh, like 90% of the joke is that Colin just accidentally outed this Oompa Loompa to everyone. <laughs> and honestly, pretty solid joke, pretty solid execution. I was mm -hmm. very happy with it. I think my favorite part of it was that moment where he goes, uh, when does this go out so I know? It's live. <laughs> it's live? <laughs> it distracts him for the rest of what is supposed to be a, a, a serious thing. It's just, it's, it's, it's solid. Like, I, it, it's hard to find something in this episode that isn't solid, and I don't want to look for it. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I had too much fun to complain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> after that, we get what might be my favorite of the, uh, Featured performers, featured uh, weekend update segments is Chris Red. There's something about oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh wait, no, you're right. Chris Red is next. Yes. Mm -hmm. There, yeah, they end. So uh, Chris Red, Chris Red is wild sometimes. <laughs> Though I, I, I've listened to like a few like minutes of his stand up and stuff, and his stand up is exactly like what he was doing on. <laughs> SNL and it's just so funny for me because he's playing a psycho but like a lovable psycho I it, it just his I mean if his stand-up sounds like that it's it's gotta be good like there's just his blimps bit just had me rolling yo I really thought about it. I was like why don't we know who's flying these things why <laughs> Are they real? Probably. Of course. Probably. <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> a right. a fast-moving blimp is a missile. <laughs> like, just, just great also, stuff. Just also, stuff. also, Chris Red, February 29th, 2020. <laughs> Black people can't get the coronavirus! <laughs> I just watched it. I was like, is that real? You could get in real actual trouble for that, dude. I mean, granted, it was before March of 2020. And what I, oh, I see. what I will say is that there were a ton of Rona jokes that night. <laughs> a lot Fair of them. That's, just, that's the only one that <laughs> didn't really work. 
Oh, right. God damn. It's funny, because, like, that was, that was in 2020, so that was the 2019 season. So he hasn't been on update for the entire 2020 through 2021. Probably as punishment for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, there is also uh, uh, just a just a quick, really good uh, the, the running the running Call of Justice racist gag is just always fun. Oh, my yeah uh, yeah. To get into the jokes before we hit the final featured segment, uh, the Michael Che email to him <laughs> was so funny to me, and it was just it was just like three. It was the three parts of. Colin Jost reading it, it's saying, what did it say? Like, shut up, honky. was like Listen the subject. Up honky, Listen up, yes. honky was the subject line. And then it was just, I wish they shot you instead of Harambe. Which just like making a Harambe joke in the year of our Lord 2021 is a bold move, but it absolutely worked. Oh, it hit. It hit hard for me. But, but the funniest part has to be right after that finishes, he, Michael J without missing a beat. Oh, so you got that one. <laughs> yeah michael che was on it today mm, uh his trickle down economics jokes <laughs> oh, oh man it's so great because michael che and college Jost have it's an awkward chemistry but it's a spectacular chemistry mm-hmm, it just like, works so well it really does uh, also, Colin Joe's joke about what if we use bats to transport stuff because bats have been really good at transporting other stuff that they've carried. A lot of bat fans in the yeah. What are you a pro bat crowd? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. All right, God, and yeah. uh, the final featured segment: Linus the Minus, the stage hypnotist. <laughs> Pretty fun, pretty fun. Uh, Mikey Day it's comes out of the stage hypnotist. Keenan Thompson plays a security guard for at Thirty Rock. Yep. Uh, uh, oh yeah. And Mikey Day uh, puts him under, and when he puts him under, uh, Keenan Thompson wets himself. Yeah. Again, like it's 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 so it's so simple. <laughs> How do you, like? There's a lot of the jokes in this. Are a lot of the re- the reason why these sketches are so strong is because you picked the thing that worked and you did it. The character pisses himself. What now is enough? <laughs> it's enough. Yeah. So he wakes him up. He's pissed that he pissed himself. So he has to put him under again. <laughs> then it turns into a weird thing with Zendaya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, it's just it's just a consistent escalation. Absolutely, and a- ending with again po- one of the strongest SNL uh, uh, punchlines ever, because SNL is again famous for bad or non-existent punchlines, uh, where the uh, the the whole thing culminates in uh, he finally. Uh, uh, Linus finally figures out the uh, the the series of things that he can say to get uh, to get the uh, Keenan to stop freaking out, um, and then uh, <laughs> Keenan's a regular security guard again, and then he uh, he says, uh, "Oh, and uh, and Michael, uh, those hookers in your room, uh, something 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 have to put on a, tell tell those hookers in your room to put on a mask." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then uh, and then Michael Che uh, goes and sleep, and then he goes <laughs> back to sleep. It's just such a quality punchline. It's it's very good. Mm-hmm. It just it works. Yeah. Listen, when it works, it works. Yeah. Well, uh, the great thing about it, it it was you didn't see it coming. It was uh it was it was a uh, it made perfect sense with the rest of the sketch that happened before because the running joke was every time he'd freak out and then someone would say and sleep and then put him back to sleep or try to just. I just, I can't say enough good things about that bit. I'm very happy with it. Yep. Uh, so after that, we get uh, Sleepy Town USA, the sketch. <laughs> what a sketch, huh? Oh, it's real good. It's, this is, it's gonna, I, I've got a, I've got a hot take on it, but. Uh... Uh, so, so the basics of the sketch is Rami Malik and A.D. Bryant are shopping for a new bed as a couple. Bone Yang is the sales associate there. Uh, and they are, they're going mattress shopping, specifically, not bed shopping, which is slightly different. <laughs> for all those, all those bed fans. Yeah, 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 for all you pedantics. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, I'm paying attention. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, alright, well let's test it out. And then each time that they go to test it out, it's just a fight that they have in bed. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Such a good conceit. Oh. And Rami just, I mean, both of them, but they just, they both sell it so well. This is a sketch that could have been bad. Okay. It could, it, could have, it could have really crashed and burned, but both performers decided we're going to play this as straight as possible. Absolutely. And as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. God, just so, such a joy. When when the first fight basically ends with you reek of vermouth and whores, <laughs> and then it only goes up from there. Oh, <laughs> such a good way to start. Just in case, no, no beating around the bush here, you reek of vermouth and whores. <laughs> Amazing. Ah. Uh. I don't even have much to say because, like, that's just one you gotta see. Yeah. Um. I. I. Uh. I have one note, really, just one. Um. The ending was not super strong. It kind of just petered out. Mm-hmm. Um. There were. There were a couple of places where you could have cut it. Um. The ending, and I think this is just because I'm a cruel and horrifying person. No, that can't be it. I. I. I think I'm wonderful. Um. But. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the problem is uh, the so at the end uh, there uh, the uh, uh, the the last thing that they reenact in their bed is that uh, is waking up and thinking that there is an intruder. Um, now here's one way you could have ended it. Uh, and then the best part about this scene, which also might just be the best part of the scene overall, is um, she tells Rami to get the gun. And then Rami lifts up the pillow on the showroom mattress, <laughs> and there is a gun underneath the pillow, which is already the funniest shit ever. And then from there, I feel like the ending to the scene is you shoot the showroom manager. Yeah, ob- obviously, obviously they should have shot the showroom manager. And then we should, and then, and then they, she should have been like, "Oh, you saved our lives." And then they should have started making out on the bed. Which is, of course, Fate what to... happens to the... And then, yeah, it's seen out. Easy. They didn't do that. So then they just started making out on the bed. That's fine. Uh, and then uh, that's a great place to cut it, too. They didn't do that. 
Um, they did another scene where the guy was back, um, and then he murdered um, Rami, and then she's crying over his corpse. And then the it's an ad for Sleepy Town. <laughs> yeah, the, the scene went on a little long, but murdering him and then crying over his corpse, great time to end the scene. Awkward transition into end, into this actually being an ad the whole time. No, weak. Weak mm-hmm. sauce. You, you did it again, SNL. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about the gun is that he grabs a pistol, and then she reaches under her pillow and grabs the shotgun and says, no, the killing gun. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I do agree that it probably has the weakest ending. Yeah. Except but, uh, for maybe but, the print sketch, but... Yeah, the print sketch. Print sketch, yeah. I, yeah. So after Sleepy Town, we get uh, Young Thug's second song. Uh, another hit. I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, the guy from, uh, from, I think the dude that was singing the... The, the hook. Yeah, the hook was uh, the dude from uh, that that one band. Oh it's boy, got a couple of letters in it. REM. That's no, no, no. It's one of the bands. It's got a couple of letters in it. Uh, it's, they did that. Fun? They did that song about. Yeah, I think the dude's. I think he's the dude from Fun. Maybe we'll we'll never know. <laughs> he was a. Uh, 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 <laughs> I can't not feel like he was wearing a bathrobe, but I gotta say. Young Thug's outfit was so quality. Mm-hmm. It was exceptional. Mm-hmm. You gotta love just excessive expression. Just so quality. Oh, the, the see-through, like, flower shirt under the giant feather <laughs> jacket with the, like, weird spectacles and the just a great time. Mm-hmm. Young Thug killed it. And then there was some other dude looking bored on a piano. Mm-hmm. Was, we, I mean, just what a trio. <laughs> and then we get to the last sketch. Ten minutes to one. Let's break out the weirdness. Oh, man. Uh, Angelo. It was, <laughs> it was a... It's hard to get a read on it. <laughs> uh, listen, I've seen it. I've seen it twice now. I still don't know if I truly understand it. <laughs> yeah, I, I... So I love it. I love Angelo. I'm a big, big Angelo fan right here. Um, I'd buy his album. <laughs> I'd buy his album. <laughs> I really great. Uh, this was actually the least technically solid sketch of the night. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, the escalation was weird. The running joke was a little, the, the running joke was a little lukewarm. The performances of the actors were not up to what the characters needed uh except angela angela knocked out of the fucking park uh and and uh uh, daniel craig also did a great job uh it was really just robbie malik's dancing Uh, i wanted something i wanted more weird than uh low energy and i just got low energy yeah uh yeah, I think so uh so background on it is aristotle the guy who plays angelo he wrote the sketch also. <laughs> so so realistically, it was just like nailed writing and execution because it was the same person. Yeah. But also, it's just so like weird and out there that it's funny. Yes. Especially when you've stayed up now till 12.50 at night 
<laughs> and it's just ending with <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Say again. Say again for me. <laughs> very good. Uh, it's it's uh, for for listeners. This is very close to uh, a improv game we used to play called Poets Corner. That's right. Uh, and all it is is you basically do what Angelo and Rami Malek did. Uh, but only to one word. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and I mean, yeah. There's, there's not much to say about this one. It was just, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode. So, Connor, sketch of the night. Sketch of the night. Um, it's uh, it's gonna have to be a, a celeb, uh, celeb celeb school for me. Yeah, it's gonna have to be celeb school for me. I, uh, all the, it was just, it was, it was a, a very rare, like, depending on how, how hard, how well you took it, it was either, it was either six to eight really good impressions doing, <laughs> like, having a lot of fun, and it just, it was, it was solidly, I just, I can't, I had a really, really good time. <laughs> I like that a lot, too. My sketch of the night, though, Bug Assembly, without a oh. doubt. Oh, oh, everything, everything. I think that that sketch, I think that that's probably the most technically sound of all the sketches just because we have. So, I mean, it even throws its own little like Chekhov's little Wayne where, uh, where Bowen says, where Bowen says, how does, where they ask, how does the daddy long legs eat it, get its prey? And he says he throws a credit card down and says, daddy's got it. And that sets up for the final for the final line of that sketch, the punchline, which it is to me, that was a real punchline. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. Where Bowen, where Bowen says that they're going to get Rami Malek a, a TV show with Bravo because <laughs> because Daddy Longlegs' his father, well, one of them is an exec at Bravo, and one of them is a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, what a good sketch. And he said, "Like we're going out, book the school bus." And don't worry, Daddy's got it. <laughs> and we end the sketch. Oh, it's oh so man. perfect! It's it's you know it is a good night when literally the worst sketch of the night, which again probably uh, Prince. uh probably Prince would be the best sketch of the night in a weaker one. Mm-hmm. Like I could imagine a night where that was the best sketch. Mm-hmm. You just gotta love it when, uh, when the cast members and the host mesh perfectly yeah. and just produce some great art. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with Offensive Player of the Week. Okay. Uh, offensive Player of the Week for me is Bowen Yang. I think anytime that he was on, anytime that he was on screen, he was killing it. His weakest performance of the night is probably Sleepy Town Sketch, and even then he nails... He nails his character perfectly. It's one of the yeah, few no, times. Know. It's one of the few times we truly see uh, Bowen play a straight man, and so it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those rare instances where you can see he truly does have the full range of potential. Yeah, no. It's true. It's true. He's he's got he's he's very very good. Uh, for me, uh, I'm. I mean, I think. I'm pretty predictable on this, but uh, I'm going to need to give it to the host again. 
Really, you're giving offensive to the host this time. Normally, you give defensive. Yeah, Rami Malek came out guns blazing. He, I can't think of a single performance he did not give his all and and make just. He was not backing up, or you know, he was backing up the scenes as well as he needed to. But he was not in the background when he was backing up those (laughs) scenes. He was always there. He he just, I mean, his performance as Pete Davidson, <laughs> uh, his his really solid performance in Squid Game, his performance in the first again, even when he was a supporting character in Bug Sketch, a supporting character standing behind Bowen Yang's amazing Daddy Longlegs, <laughs> he still managed to be memorable just by being really good at playing the role he was given. He was it's it's like. It's like my mom said to uh, my sister when she got a really shitty role in a musical. She was like, she was a brick in the yellow brick road. <laughs> and my mom was like, you go out there and you beat the best brick there is. And that's what Robbie was in that sketch. He was mm-hmm. the best brick there was. You see, that's why I'm I'm putting Rami as my defensive player of the week. Because I think that he was the glue of this episode. A different host would have failed a lot of these sketches. And Rami, he showed up, he played his part, he hit his mark, and he gave it his all. That is the defensive player of the week for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Defensive for me is hard. I couldn't find someone that really... Like, they did a they did a really good job this episode of rotating the cast around, giving everybody a shot. So it's hard to find... I mean, I'm who the person who came up for me, I guess, is Michael Shea. <laughs> he, he just he he was he was only there for weekend update but he was he was always there to uh he, he he did the jokes he delivered them well he always he he had a retort whenever he needed one he was just he was he was there he, he was he was there he he mm-hmm. did he, he did his work he did it solidly he supported the scene he was yeah i, I can't say enough things yep uh, i can't can't say the same three things enough Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all our categories for now, right? Yep. Uh, perfect. Uh, great, great episode. Uh, this upcoming week, we got Jason Sudeikis and Brandy Carlisle. I think we're going to get another good sketch. Good night. Yeah. Just, I think we're going to get another good night. SNL alum. So, here's the thing. With an SNL alum, stakes are a little bit higher because people have more expectations. As well, we should. Mm-hmm. I just hope we get what's up with that. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be very good. That'd mm-hmm. be very good. I do know we're going to finally get something within my wheelhouse in uh, in the form of at least one Ted Lasso joke. Oh, I love Ted Lasso too, so it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right, until next week, uh, everyone have a wonderful day, and please support local comedy. So long. See ya.